Welcome to another episode of the Ohana Podcast. My name is Lima and I am your host. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and for listening in on God's Word. And so we continue in our theme of the war on our Ohana. And today's podcast is titled The World's Hatred, right? The World's Hatred. And if you have a Bible with you, I, I want you to open your Bible to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, because this is where we really uh, get the, the understanding uh, that the world uh, will hate you when you follow Jesus. And that's part of the war on our, on our Ohana. The, the world that we live in hates Jesus. Right, and the majority of it uh, is anti-God, is is anti-Christ, is against Christ, and so you know none of us uh, wants to be hated. I, I don't think anyone wakes up in in the morning and say, you know what, today I want to be hated, <laughs> right? But we we try our best to live faithfully for God, to live holy lives, and and to be kind and loving and and good to everyone we come across, and and so you will come across someone or a group of people that, regardless of you living holy, that regardless of you being kind and loving towards them, they they hate you because they do not like God. They hate you because they don't know God. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So John chapter 15 and verse 18 through verse 25. And Jesus is meeting with his disciples. This is one of the most, uh, um, you know, intimate times in the ministry of Jesus where he's talking to his disciples. He is comforting them. John chapter 14, verse 1 two, three, he comforts them, you know, don't, don't, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. You know, he's building a mansion in heaven for us and he will come back and, and take all of us. And he's talking to his disciples, right? To take all of us to be with him, uh, in that same context, you know, he was asked master, show us the way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. There were a lot of great teaching in this time. And so what we're about to read is is not only Jesus uh, comfort his disciples during this time, but he also warned them or he also gave them some vital information so that they know how to cope with the world that they live in. Right now. Now, let's remember uh, 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 that backdrop as we read the text. So John chapter 15, beginning in verse 18, Jesus said this. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, 
they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I have not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And that's that's really what we're going to face today. That's what we've been facing since we put on Christ. The, the moment you put on Christ, uh, certain people that used to love you started hating you. And, and they hate you because you're different now. They hate you because they don't understand God or they don't know who God is. Or even they hate you because they know who God is, but they don't like his laws. They don't they don't want to obey his commands because in their eyes, it's too judgmental. Uh, it's often the, the excuse or or is harsh or is unloving. But the truth of the matter is, if Jesus was hated and he is our master and we follow him faithfully, we will be hated also, as was read in the text. So what I like to do now is to, to give us some reminders concerning the world's hatred, right? Here are some good reminders that you should remember uh, when people hate you. And, and the first thing is, don't be surprised by it, right? Don't be surprised when the world hates you. Jesus made that very clear in, in verse 18 and John 15. He said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. You know, some some Christians or some people come to, to Christ thinking that when they obey the gospel, their life would be, you know, smooth sailing, that their life will be blue skies and rainbows all the time. Or maybe they come to Jesus with some baggage, with some problems in their life. Uh, and, and after being baptized, the problem is worsened in their mind. Or after they are, after they obey the gospel, uh, things become harder. Things become tougher and and they realize, well, I thought that things were going to be OK when I follow Jesus. Now, as far as eternity is concerned, when you follow Jesus, things will be OK. Right. But when you follow Jesus, you got to know this. You will be hated. You will be hated. So you have to anticipate it. You have to expect the hatred and not be surprised when they hate you. And I think about verse 19 and John 15, verse 19. Jesus said this. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. You think about that. If you look like the world, if you blend in with the world, if you if you are not even like Christ in any way, you won't be hated. Maybe something for us to think about. If no one hated you for, for your faith, if no one hated you for 
being a child of God, it may be, and this is a maybe, right? It may be that you look too much like the world. It may be that that you blend in, that the world recognizes you as, as one of them. You know, and, and there are ways we end up being like the world, church. When you think about times when we need to speak up about our faith and we choose to be silent, the world will love that. Or you think about a time to, uh, that we, we get to do right and we decide not to do the right thing. The world loves that. Or, or you, you go down the list. When we look like the world, the world would love us. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Right? If you were of the world, you know, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But then Jesus said, no, I called you out of the world. I chose you out of the world. We are chosen through the obedience of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how we are chosen. And so when we follow in his footsteps, we will be hated. So don't be surprised by it, right? Don't be surprised by it. You need to know this, that when you follow Jesus, you will endure hatred. I think about what Peter said to, to the Christians who were scattered abroad in First Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. This is kind of interesting. Peter said this, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. What, what is Peter saying to the Christians, right? Don't, don't be surprised, right? Don't, don't be overwhelmed when they try to kill you for your faith. Don't be overwhelmed or uh, don't find it strange that following Jesus brings you persecution and suffering. Right. So so in other words, the, the first century Christians, the time of Peter, they dealt with this. Some of them were taken aback by the idea of suffering. They they didn't they didn't, you know, they they were taken aback by the fact that wow, we're suffering for following Jesus, and it's very likely and it and it's very likely that some of them have left Jesus because they don't want to suffer. Paul said it this way in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12. Paul says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Right. So concerning the hatred of the world, concerning the, the persecution for being righteous, don't be surprised by it. Right. That's the first reminder. Here's the second reminder. Don't be discouraged by it. Oh man, it's it's discouraging to see, you know, friends and family, our communities. It's discouraging to see them hating the things of God. I mean, we're living in a world, uh, especially in America, we're, we're living in a time where we're asking, what is a man? What is a woman? Right? That we're dealing with things uh, like, like gender confusion, you know, a man identifying to be a woman, a woman identifying man. There's so much confusion in the world. And that's the work of Satan, right? He's the author of confusion. 
That's the world we live in. And when we when you see that in public schools, when you see them come out in the public uh, uh, displaying, you know, I just saw a video not too long ago uh, of 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 uh, of a pride march. And, and you know what they're saying? Very disturbing. And I want to say this is the, this is the real world. Right. We are at war. This is what they were chanting. They were saying, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. You think about that, Christian. That's the world that you live in. And often you can get discouraged by it. And I'm here to remind us, don't be discouraged by the hatred. Don't let the hatred make you change uh, from following Jesus and blending into or blending in with the world. In Matthew chapter 13, what comes to mind is 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 the parable of the sower and the seed that fell on stony places, right? Jesus explains the parable. He said, this is, this is some of the people that become Christians. Matthew 13, verse 20 and 21. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Listen to that, right? Oh, I heard the word of God. I became a Christian. But because they, they did not they did not grow, right? I, I didn't study my Bible. I didn't go to, to Bible study. I didn't grow roots into the word of God and, and to make my, my salvation, to work out my salvation, to make my faith stronger. I didn't do that. So, so I received the word of God, and then all of a sudden, these difficult things happened to me. And I didn't expect it. And that's why I stopped following Jesus. That's really what's happening here. right? They received the word of God, they didn't grow deep into his understanding or his word or or his or grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. They didn't do that. And so when tribulation and persecution came because of the word, because they followed Jesus, right? Not because they did something evil and and the the response was 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 justified, right? We're talking about being hated for following Jesus. And there are some who will be discouraged and they will stop following Jesus. That's the parable of the sower here, the stony places. Again, I want us to consider what Peter said in 1 Peter 4, verse 12 through 16. You know, don't be discouraged by the hatred, but be encouraged by it. Right, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. 
Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Notice that. Peter says, if you are reproached, blessed are you. Don't be discouraged by it. Be encouraged by it. Because what you are going through, your master went through it too. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 11 and 12, Blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. He says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Even, even before Christ came, the righteous that, that follow God under the Old Testament, they all suffered. And in Hebrews chapter 11, their, their sufferings and, and what they did are recorded there for us to tell us, hey, when this happens to you, consider Jesus, right? That's what the Hebrew writer says in, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and, and verse 2, right? You, you, you run this race looking unto Jesus, and then he says, who also suffered, right? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, be encouraged when you are suffering or when you are hated. Don't be discouraged by it. They hated Jesus. They'll hate you. But here's the last reminder for us. And, and you can add more to this. right? Don't be surprised by the hatred. Don't be discouraged by the hatred. Here's an important one. Don't let it keep you from being loving. Sometimes when you're surrounded uh, by a certain thing in a certain environment, eventually that thing will get inside of you. I mean, you think about the churches, uh, the churches in Corinth, the types of sin that 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 happened in Corinth. Eventually, some of the Christians brought some of that baggage or some of those sins into the church, and and that's that happens, right? And that's why it's important to study and to practice and apply the scriptures. To grow and live holy lives. And so it's so easy to be surrounded by so much hate. To simply reciprocate the hate. It's easy to, to you know, render evil for evil. That's the easy route. It's easy to, to give back the hate that you receive. So a reminder for us, don't let it keep you from being loving. When they hate you, you love them. When they hate you, you be like Jesus. You love them. Romans chapter 12, verse 14, Paul says, Bless those who persecute you. It's so hard to deal with enemies. Because we're human. It's there, there's still that side of us that... That has that tendency to be worldly or to handle matters in a in a worldly way. Paul says, "Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse." Verse seventeen through twenty one of Romans twelve, he says, "Repay no evil for evil; have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live." peaceably with all men beloved do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath for it is written 
Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You do good no matter how much hatred you receive. Do good. I think about what Jesus said in Matthew 5, in verse 43, in verse to verse 48. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I want to pause here. We got to take the time to appreciate, you know, the, what Jesus is saying. You have heard that it was said. You got to think about the many years of rabbinical traditions the many years of the Jews hearing these type of teachings over and over and over and how it would shape their society. All right. So, so in their society, when Jesus came into the picture, all of these uh, sayings from the rabbis or from the teachers, the additions that they made to the law, right? They added these traditions of men. And Jesus is quoting that. He says, you, you have heard you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So when you have hundreds of years of learning that, that that's the way of life, what do you think is happening to the Jews and their enemies? What are they doing? They're hating them. You think about the Samaritan and the Jews. They hate each other. And so Jesus said, you have heard that it would say, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Then he says, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Here's why. So that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Jesus, you, you mean in this war that we're fighting? That we need to love our enemies. Yes. Yes. I want us to consider the context. Because Jesus continues. He says. You know. So you can be sons of your father in heaven. And then he says. For he makes his son rise on the evil and the good. And sends rains on the just. Or sends rain on the just. And the unjust. For if you love those who love you. What reward have you. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collector do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. This, this does not mean, the last part there, be perfect. It does not mean that you can be uh, sinlessly perfect. That's not what it means. When you consider the, the context it's talking about loving your enemies the same way God loves all people, right? you got to be perfect in that sense. In what sense? When you look at God and how he loves, right? And the, the, the reference here Jesus made about the creation, God makes the sun rise on all. He sends the rain. Even on the farmer who's evil, he sends the rain on him. 
That's the idea of our our love for our enemies. No matter who the person is, we are to love. He says it's easy to love those who love you. It's easy to love other Christians. It's hard to love the sinner. It's hard to love the one who mocks your God. Who is against your faith. Think about it this way. If we would just hate everybody that hates us, how will the world know that Jesus came? Jesus talked about this in, in, in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Right, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you so that you continue to love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have hate for one another, no, if you have love for one another. We need to love our enemies. So concerning the hatred of the world, don't let it keep you from being loving. Three reminders from God's word for us concerning the hatred of the world. The world will hate you if you follow Jesus. Don't be surprised by it. Don't be discouraged by it. Don't let it keep you from loving others. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. God bless you, and let's get out there and, and love others and, and lead them to Jesus. Take care.